on fire for you in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. I want you to pray just within a few seconds. I want you to cry to God to say, Lord, may you set my heart on fire for you. As the hearts of many people are growing colder, I want my heart to be on fire for you. Make that your prayer from the death of your heart in the name of Jesus. Makanda Labashanda. Set our hearts on fire, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Makada Labashini Bibi, Yunda Kalabasantalaba. In the name of Jesus, Makalabrasatalaba. Thank you, Father. We exhort you in Jesus' mighty name. I want us to lift up our hands.
When the world is getting darker, I will hold on to you stronger. I need you, Lord. Every day, all I need is you. When hearts are growing colder, I will hold on to you stronger. I need you, Lord. Every day, all I need is you. When the world is getting darker, I will hold on to you stronger. I need you, Lord, even now, even now, all I need is you. When their hearts are growing colder, I will hold on to you stronger. I need you, Lord. Even now, all I need is you. Father, it's our prayer that you help us to be on fire for you in the name of Jesus. We leave everything in your mighty hands. May you speak to us, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we leave everything in your mighty hands with hearts full of thanks. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, I'm sure we have all probably heard many people talking about the last days, including our preachers themselves, telling us that we are in the last days. Amen. Now, in Matthew 24, verse 12, Jesus said something profound. He said, Because of the increase of sin, lawlessness the hearts of many people will grow cold so you are able to see that the more people do not want to be closer to God is proof that there is an increase in sin Matthew 24 verse 12 that's what Jesus said you will notice that if we are going to read the scripture that we are we are going to right now. The Bible says in the last days, people will no longer be lovers of God. They will be lovers of money. They will be lovers of themselves. They will hate one another. They will fight one another. So meaning, if someone does not love God, it means there is something they love apart from God. So that's, that's what we're mainly going to focus on today how you can keep the fire burning in the last days how you can keep yourself on fire in the last days you can imagine 
in the words of our Lord Jesus the Bible makes it clear that even the elect will be deceived that sends shivers to my spine it makes me afraid because you can be on fire for God this moment and the next moment you can lose it you can be in church and the next moment you lose it because Jesus said even the elect will be deceived it's my prayer that you and I will not be among those that are going to be deceived amen let's go to second Timothy chapter 3 we are going to read from verse 1 to 17 practically we are going to read the whole chapter I know we are a Bible believing and a Bible centered church we love the word of God amen some people are thinking we are going to read the whole chapter yes we're doing just that now second Timothy chapter 3 from verse 1 to 17 that's where we're going to start from and I'm going to help us we are focusing on how you can keep yourself on fire for God in the last days welcome our online audience thank you for joining us you can kindly tell us where you're watching from and feel free to comment what's blessing you now verse 1 2 Timothy chapter 3 the Bible says this also know that in the last days perilous times shall come difficult times shall come verse 2 for men shall be lovers of their own selves Converters, posters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and thankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Verse 4 traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. These are people that claim they are born again, but they deny the power that can change them into the likeness of Christ. These are people that claim that are born again, but they have a certain lifestyle that point people away from God. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 3. That was verse 5. Let's go to verse 6. The Bible says, For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the truth to the knowledge of truth so what's happening in the last days is that we have got a lot of people that are learning but they are not coming to know the truth if there is a time when people have got access to the truth of God's word is now because we've got teachers all over the place we are no longer in the days of Moses where one guy was pastoring a church of 2.7 million people. We are in a time where we've got thousands, millions of ministers and pastors. People do not just want to turn to God and be born again. Verse 8. Now as James and Jabres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth, many of corrupt minds. 
be prepared concerning the faith but they shall proceed no further for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was the stain but thou hast fully known my doctrine manner of life purpose faith long-suffering charity and precious persecutions afflictions which came unto me at Antioch at Iconium, Iconium at Lystra what persecutions I endured but out of them all the Lord delivered me yea and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution verse 13 but if a man and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived verse 14 but continue thou this is for you now but you continue in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them and that from a child that is from childhood thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus verse 16 for scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be thoroughly perfect or equipped furnished unto all good works may God bless the reading of his word so now beloved saints I know some of you are, are already wondering why I would choose to talk about this subject today we're talking about how you can keep yourself on fire how you can keep burning in the last days remember I quoted Matthew 24 verse 12 where Jesus said because of the increase in sin iniquity or lawlessness the hearts of many people will grow caught you don't need someone to open up your eyes that people are getting to have cold hearts towards the things of God in our time even with physical eyes you are able to see that people's hearts have grown cold towards the things of God that's the reason why we are living in a time where compromise is fast spreading there is a diffusion of compromise compromise has moved from a region of higher concentration to a region of lower concentration in places where there was no compromise compromise has actually come what people are running away from in the world they are finding it in the church what people are running away from in the lives of the non-believers they are finding it in the lives of the believers it is very difficult in our time to tell the difference between an unbeliever and a Christian. Why? Because we have got people that are claiming to have Christ that do not actually have Christ in their lives. So we are in the last days today. And if we are to make it, if we are to survive the times that we are living in, beloved saints, I can assure you, you need one spiritual gift above the others if you have to study first corinthians chapter 12 you find about nine gifts of the spirit okay nine gifts of the spirit now one gift that you need more above all the others is the descending of spirits the descending of spirits will help you to know what is of the spirit of god and what is of the spirits of satan 
we need the gift of the spirit court descending of spirits you find that in first corinthians chapter 12 like i mentioned with this gift you will get to know what is of the spirit of god and what is of the spirit of the world we are living in a world that is full of sin but beloved saints let me tell you this the sin that is against us is not supposed to be the sin in our lives let me say it again we are living in a world that is full of sin a world that is dominated by darkness and this sin is against our standing with God our right standing with God but the sin that is against you is not expected to be the sin that controls you that is why Jesus said you are in the world but you are not of the world meaning you can you, you can be in a place that is full of darkness what Jesus expects of you and I is to shine our light that is going to dispel the darkness around us the Bible says light shines in the dark and darkness comprehendeth it not John 1 5 so light is stronger than darkness but if we do not discern darkness is going to overpower darken and make our light dim so this gift called the discerning of spirits will cause you to hear more than what is being said in this world this spirit this gift called the descending of spirits will cause you to hear and to know the spirit behind the music behind the beat this this gift called the descending of spirits will help you to to see beyond what is inside to feel beyond what is exciting people you can come to a place where people are excited they are so happy and your spirit is grieved because what is making them happy is making god sad you need the descending of spirits the descending of spirits is what will cause you to make a decision in line with god's and common standards The standards of God are common. The standards of God are not acceptable in the eyes of the world. The standards of God are crazy in the world and not morally accepted in the world. If you are godly in the world, you will be called judgmental. People will tell you, don't be too holy. There is nothing like too holy. It's either you are holy or you are unholy. There is nothing like overdoing it. It's either you are in God or you are in the world. So we can't keep looking. We can't keep watching what's happening. We can't keep silent and keep making jokes when souls are lost by the day. We can't seem to be cool with it. We can't seem to be enjoying what's going on. Beloved saints, I have noted with 
disappointment, with total dismay that Christians are cool. In fact, the modern day Christian is cooler than the early church Christians. Because there is no outreach. You will agree with me, just like today, in most of our services, you, are, you, you always have Christians talking to Christians. We don't talk to non-believers. We've stopped doing that. Why? Because sometimes we feel we are better than them. Sometimes we feel we are the only ones that God wants to save. We need to wake up. We've got a lot of work to do. If you are to check statistics of people that are born again against the number of people that are not believers, you will stop playing around. I want you to make it your desire daily talk to someone talk to people about God for those of you on social media use the influence you have to reach people for Christ if you know you've got a captivating way of writing stuff use that to captivate hearts unto the Lord you know you've got a good voice you can sing use that to turn hearts unto the Lord you know you've got the gift of preaching. Use that to the glory of God. Young man, you know you can prophesy. It's not time to look for partners. If you are, we are not having people that are going to partner with God in the kingdom. So if you are prophesying, may God open your eyes to see darkness in the lives of people so that you can lead them to the light of God. Not so that you can just prophesy account numbers and get money from them. So now we need the fire of God burning in us if we are to keep ourselves and others from hellfire. Let me say it again. We need the fire of God in our lives if we are to keep ourselves and others from hellfire. I have a question this moment. Where are the book of Acts Christians kind of believers where are the early church kind of believers that were so bored where are the bored confident courageous Christians that were taught to stop preaching about Jesus and the more they were taught to stop the more they continued we have a lot of things that need to be sorted out. We have a lot of work to do. We have souls to save. We have principalities and powers to bind. And ultimately, we are here to give glory to God so that in whatsoever service that we render to the human race, it's going to contribute to the expansion and extension of God's kingdom. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ didn't die privately. So I refuse to keep my Christianity privately. That is why Paul in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. So Jesus died publicly so that we can preach it publicly. People have, have to know 
who we are in the public domain. There is nothing like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer, I am a disciple in the background. Jesus, in his own words, said, No one lights a lamp and puts it under the table. We have a lot of Christians today that are keeping their witness under the table. So Jesus died publicly so that our, our witness of what Jesus did in our lives can be public as well. I'm sure you've heard this is also mentioned in the book of Proverbs that fools will multiply when wise people are silent. Lies will multiply if the truth has not been preached. Compromise will keep on increasing if we don't have Christians that are holding on to the standards of God. And righteousness is going to keep spreading if we don't have righteousness in the lives of God's people. We must speak out and we must have our voices heard. Whether the world misunderstands us, it's okay because the Bible says spiritual things are spiritually understood. We don't speak to be understood, we speak to be heard. As long as they have heard, that which they are hearing is going to stand against them someday. Why do I say we need to speak out? People around, around us need to know. They need to know where we are standing. The world around us needs to know what we are standing for. People in this period are going through a lot of stuff. And you can agree with me that we are on lockdown. But the word of God is not in chains. There was a time, there was a time when Paul was saying, For I am bound in chains. But this word, this gospel has to be proclaimed. I have noticed we have been taught to put on face masks for the sake of avoiding the spread of COVID. But I can assure you, we should not have spiritual masks that are going to fail and blindfold people from the light of God. So we are on lockdown. But our message is not on lockdown. This message needs to be heard. We need to speak it. We are in a time where the ungodly staff, immoral and illicit staff, is being celebrated by the majority of the people, including some people that are claiming to be Christians, sadly. I believe God is going to use you and I to be Christians, to be believers with a difference. Hallelujah. God is going to use you and I to become a launch pad, to become that rocket that God is going to use. God is going to use us. That was prophetic, right? become a launch pad. You know what I'm talking about? When we're just having the CEO of Launchpad Academy working in, it's not easy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good to see you, Satim. So God is going to use you and I to be a launch pad of the mighty and great revival that is about to hit the world. 
God is saying, I'm looking for a man and a woman that is going to stand in the gap. That is going to stand in the gap so that I may not destroy these people. So sometimes some people are destroyed because we are not standing in the gap. Now, beloved saints, God is not supposed to be an extra in our lives. God is not just supposed to be like a parachute that we only go to when something is not okay. God doesn't just want to visit us. Are we clear on that one? God just doesn't want to visit us. He wants to dwell and reside in us permanently. He wants us to become the very embodiment of his presence and glory on earth. So we need to grow deeper and higher with God progressively on a daily basis. Now, let's start by answering this question. In Leviticus 6 verse 13, we are taught the fire on the altar must always be burning. It must never go out. Leviticus chapter what? 6 verse 13. The fire on the water must always keep burning. Now, if you are to read the book of Leviticus, you will notice that that there is a mention of fire several times in the very book. Because God wanted to have a perpetual fire in the temple and with his people. You remember that even before the law was given, the Lord in Exodus chapter 3 appeared to Moses in the what? Huh? He appeared in the form of fire. Moses had the burning bush encounter. That was even before the law. Now later on, God chose this appearance of fire to be a continuous ceremony. In Exodus chapter 13, we are taught that God was leading his people by a pillar of fire in the night. Now when the law came, you know that in Exodus chapter 3, chapter 13, it was before the law, right? We only see the law in, in what chapter of Exodus chapter 20? So now when the law came, you will notice that outside the tabernacle, the fire for the burnt offering was commanded to be kept burning. And it was never to be put out. That's what we find in Leviticus 6 verse 13. The fire must be kept burning on the water. It must never go out. Imagine, in the same chapter, Leviticus chapter 6, this is mentioned three times in verse 9, verse 12, and verse 13. The fire on the water must keep burning. It must never go out. Beloved saints, whenever something is repeated in the Bible, you must pay particular attention. So one reason for, the, for this fire to be ongoing in the Bible is a reminder that God wants this fire to be part of our lives forever this fire is important 
and in Leviticus chapter 9 verse 24 the Bible says fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions on the altar and when all the people saw it they shouted for joy and fell face down so you are able to see that the first thing is that fire served as a reminder of the power of God that's the reason why when fire hits the bent I, I, I mean the, the sacrifice the power of God was manifested so fire served as a reminder of the power of God so fire was a gift from heaven if you are to study Numbers chapter 3 you will notice that another source of fire was a taboo in the Bible because fire was just supposed to be a gift from God so fire was not just an expression of the power of God fire was also a reminder and an expression of the presence of God fire was a reminder of God himself don't forget we are taught God is a consuming fire Deuteronomy 4.24 God is a consuming fire so now fire served two purposes mainly firstly I said fire served as a reminder of the presence I mean the power of God secondly fire served as a reminder of God's continuous presence with, with, with his own people if they did see the fire then they, they, they stopped moving if the fire stopped they stopped if the fire moved they followed now in the New Testament Matthew chapter 3 John the Baptist predicted that he that is coming is greater than me and is going to baptize you with fire now you will notice that fire served as a sign of judgment suffering and refining scientifically speaking you will agree with me that fire is a, is a cleansing agent they use fire to cleanse to refine minerals silver gold Psalm 66 from verse 8 to 10 you will notice that the beauty of silver and gold can never be appreciated without these minerals being subjected to the fire and in Acts chapter 2 you will notice that in the coming down of the Holy Spirit fire was one of the leading signs there was a fire that broke out so the continuous burning of fire at the altar helped to remind the Israelites of the power of God and the presence of God now before I go to the many points for today in terms of how you can keep the fire burning I mainly have just four points today we are not going to take much time naturally speaking if you light you want to light up a fire and maintain a fire you need about four things okay number one you need the source of fire meaning you need fire or heat to light up fire so now heat of the source of fire itself is the first and most essential element that a fire needs to start okay i think just get rid of it 
kids, please. Number two, for a fire to be started and maintained, you will need wood. You will need wood. 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 Now, the importance of wood is that wood will sustain the fire. You will need wood to make a good fire and also to make a durable fire. Now, keeping the fire burning is a cycle. It needs discipline and consistency. You stop, you stop adding the wood, the fire will eventually go out. And you will not just need any type of wood, you need dry wood. Number three, what do you need? You need fuel. Fuel is another important element to start a fire. The fire will need a fuel source in order to continue burning. Last but not the least, you will need oxygen as the last element needed to light up and maintain a fire. So we basically need those four things in the natural to start and maintain fire. So now, I am going to tackle those things in light of God's word. This is going to bless you. How can we keep this fire burning in the last days? It's my prayer that God will set us on fire. We are going to be burning and the world is going to come and start watching us. The world is going to come and they will get attracted to this fire. They will get to know this God. Now, number one, let's go to number one. In order for us to keep the fire burning, you need to have an intimate relationship with God. Now, who is God? In the four things I talked about. Someone, let's give it a try. Let's, let's hear what you think. I love it. So God is the fire himself. God is the source of fire himself. We have established that. Deuteronomy 4.24 tells us. It's actually repeated even in Hebrews chapter 9. That God is the consuming fire. There can never be a fire without the source of fire. There can never be fire without heat. So you can't, you can't burn for God if you don't have a relationship with God. So you can turn to God every day. Because you know God is going to set your life on fire. So God will not tell us to do what he has not given us. Get me right. God will not tell us to do what he has not given us. For example, the Bible says we should be holy. Why? Because God is holy. God is saying, make sure that the fire on the water must keep burning. Where did the fire come from? He gave it. He provided the fire. Now, why do I emphasize on having a personal relationship with God? You can all say, Pastor, but we are all Christians. Let me be honest with you. 
How many of us have contributed to this place? And how many of us can be honest enough to say, I have a relationship with every relative of mine? Who can say, I'm. <laughs> so you can have a relative and not have a relationship with them. You can be in the church, you can be called a Christian and not have a personal relationship with God. So that's why I said you need to have an intimate relationship with God. We have a lot of people, a bunch of people claiming to be Christians. But the level of the glory of God is determined by how close we are to God. So you are as close to God as you want. That's the first key to keeping the fire burning. You need to have an intimate relationship with God. Those who are hungry for God and His righteousness, the Bible says, will be filled. Matthew chapter 5. What are you hungry for? That's why the Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Above all, seek God. That's number one. Number two, we need the word of God. So now we've gotten rid of the fire, the source of fire, heat. Now, in the four things that I shared with you, which one do you think is the word of God? Let, let, let me hear people guessing. If you are not sure, please. <laughs> we are not going to monelamo you. That's why we are here to teach each other. Now, no, try again. The word of God is the fuel you need. I will explain. Don't worry. God's word is the fuel that we need. Now, what makes a vehicle move? Fuel, right? Petrol. And in line with the context of what we are talking about, fuel is what a vehicle needs to move. So now, petrol or diesel serves as the chemical energy for the vehicle to move. Now, many people believe that the physical food that we eat control our moving and any other activity that we do. Acts chapter 17. The Bible says, in him we move and we have our being. When we talk about life in totality, we are talking about our spiritual soul, which is our lives. The physical food is there for the purpose of sustaining us. So what you need to move in the will of God to survive this life is the food of the word of God. Jesus said, man shall not live. In other words, Jesus was saying, man shall not move. <laughs> By bread alone, but by every word. Mm. When the soul dies today, where will the physical body or the flesh be? Matthew 4 verse 4, we've already quoted it. So the food which mankind will eat and get energy to work, to get sustained in this life is the word of God. The word of God is the fuel you need. 
That's the reason why you can come in God's presence downcasted, discouraged. But the word of God is going to rejuvenate you. The word of God is going to encourage you. The word of God is going to redirect your life. The word of God is going to bring joy back into your life. The word of God is going to give you a sense of purpose where you felt hopeless. Now the physical food accomplishes its purpose on earth, but the word of God keeps us living on earth and extends our life even in eternity. That's why Jesus in John chapter 6 verse 63 he said the words that I speak to you are what are spirits and they are life. Imagine Jeremiah 23 verse 29. Mm. Fuel is a source of fire. God says is my word not like fire. It's God. So one of the things that you need to keep the fire burning is the word of God. That is why Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 20 he confessed he said the word of God was burning on the inside of me like a fire. So a wordless Christian is a powerless Christian. We need to have a deeper and intimate relationship with God through his word. So how close you are to the word of God determines how close you are to God. So not reading or listening to the word of God may mean we are swayed or we are going astray from the presence of God. The word of God is the will of God. So if you want to know the will of God in your life then you must impress a strong relationship with the word of God. So we need to come to a place where we will throw away distractions to hear from God. That's the reason why Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 was teaching. He said, if you want to talk to your father, open the door, enter, shut the door, and now commune with your father. There is a place where when you want to read the word of God you need to be in a place where it's only God talking to your mind it's only God talking to your emotions sometimes throw away your phone throw away other distractions and be in the word get off facebook and go into the the book hallelujah i i heard a certain man of God he said get off facebook and get your face into the So we need to get to a place where we shut the door of social media. The door of materialism, problems and other things that may act as distractions to reading or hearing God's word. Now let me tell you this. There are many people who are theologically sound but they are spiritually bound. They are they are your theologically sound but they are spiritually bound these are people that can argue using scripture because they are so carnal that is why the apostle Paul talked about the spirit of the word and not just the letter of the word so the word of god is beyond what is written there you need to feel the heartbeat of god in his word even for the ministers the bible is too big for us to start preaching other ministers 
no matter how long we live or preach the word of God, do you know that we will never exhaust the entire Bible? The Bible is too big. Too, too big. Why do you think Kenneth Hedgin was there? He preached the word. And we still have Pastor Chris preaching the word today. We had Ida Osa preaching the word. We still have Tilly Jacks preaching the word today. We had Catherine Kuman preaching the word. We still have T.B. Joshua preaching the word today. Why? The Bible will never be exhausted by man. The Bible, the Bible itself says a man, all of us, we know it but, and we prophesy it but. So do not let this book of the Lord depart from your life. If you want to keep burning for God, you need fuel. And that fuel is the word of God. Remember the Bible says all things will pass away. But the word of God will stand. So if you want to keep standing in this life, what God is the word of God that will keep standing when all other things will pass away? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. There is a scripture I'm going to, 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 to finish with later on as we go to the last two points which talks about faith. But keep it in mind that the same faith that we need so badly in our lives comes by hearing the word of God. We need to believe the word. We need to embrace the word. We need to speak the word. We need to think the word of God. We need to begin to live out the word of God. So the quality of your relationship with God is determined by the quality of your relationship with the word of God. Second last. Prayer helps you to keep the fire burning. Now prayer, in the things we talked about, prayer is the oxygen of the soul. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. The day you stop praying is the day you start, is the day you start dying. Prayer is communion with God. Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. When you stop talking to God, you begin dying. If we follow the general rule that a person can survive 40 days without water, 40 days without food, four days without water but no person can survive four minutes without oxygen so if we are going to use that analogy to express the importance of prayer in a Christian's life the moment you stop praying just know you have started dying in the spirits we are talking about intimate intentional and spiritual kind of praying here Prayer helps you keep in touch with God. That is why the Bible says, pray without ceasing. So if you want the presence of God in your life without ceasing, keep praying. You want God to speak in your life without ceasing, keep praying. You want to experience the presence of God without ceasing, keep praying. Many people lose it because they stop praying. The fish needs water to keep surviving. The birds needs air to keep surviving. And we need God to keep surviving. Now, how do we communicate? How do we commune with God? This is through prayer. I'm not just talking about merely opening your mouth and saying a few words. I'm talking about the kind of prayer that is best from the place of a relationship with God. Be committed to prayer on a daily basis. Get around people that pray. 
cultivate and maintain a culture of prayer. Last but not the least. Now let's come to the wood that you guys talked about. What is this wood that we need? If you are to keep the fire burning, mind the company you keep. Mind the company you keep. That is why you don't need a stick to keep fire burning. You need sticks. If you are to, to, to do your study very well, wood is symbolic of divine and human relationships. Now, the company you keep can help you keep the fire burning or can keep you away from the fire. The company you keep can keep can help you keep the fire burning or keep you away from the fire. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. The Bible says, Do not be deceived, but company corrupts good morals. So we, we are right to say, Bad friends are going to put out your fire. Good friends, godly friends are going to keep your fire burning. Now, to prove that wood is symbolic of human relationships, you can write down Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. The Bible says two are better than what? One. And now the Bible says if, if, if a person is alone, they are going to feel very good. But if two people are going to be together, they are going to keep each other warm. Now, don't just um, get excited when you read such scriptures. It's talking about human relationships. Beloved sense, you are caught when you are lonely. But you are warm when you've got people around you. Two people can keep each other warm. So in other words, two people can keep each other on fire for God. Amos chapter 3 verse 3. Two can never work together unless they agree. So the kind of friends that you keep can either wreck or make you. They can wreck or make you. Now one of the things the devil uses to put out the fire from our lives is using the company or using the people around us. Some people were on fire for God not until they allowed wrong people to be in their circle of friendship. My pastor always taught me friendship is not cheap. Friends have to qualify. Now what is qualifying people in your life? Friendship is not cheap. What criteria are you using to call he or she? My friend, the fact that someone was your classmate, the fact that someone is your neighbor, the fact that you grew up with them, does not mean they are your friends. A friend is someone that you are walking on the same road with. A friend is someone that you believe in the same things. A friend is someone that you have got the same goals, you've got the same vision. And you believe in the same God. That is the definition of who your friend is. You are a product of the kind of people you keep around you. And in your life. Yes, we are to love people. But what I'm talking about is avoiding attachment with the world. Yes, we are supposed to preach to them. But we are not supposed to allow them to change us. 
a lot of people that say Jesus was a friend of sinners. I have, I've got a question for you. Jesus was a friend of sinners. Who changed who? But nowadays, Christians are friends of sinners and sinners are changing Christians. That's mediocrity. That's mediocrity. Jesus was hanging, hanging out with sinners for the sake of preaching the gospel to them. But we have got people claiming to be believers hanging out with sinners and they sin together with them. Let's not forget that we are the light of the world. And we need to shine our light if we are to dispel, to dispel darkness. We are the sort of the earth. And we need to add flavor and favor to this lost and tasteless world. Your friends play a vital role in either drawing you closer to God or taking you away from God. Your time is so precious to be wasted around and with ungodly people. Hallelujah. I want us to be upstanding as we close. I was trying to be quick. I'm glad we've recorded this. Um, we are going to make sure that even for the audio we share it. I feel this word needs to go out. Luke chapter 18 verse 8. This is now what I promised I was going to close with. These are the words of Jesus. Whenever I read the scripture, it pierces my heart. It causes me to do an introspection. Do you, do you know, beloved saints, that let no one lie to you that only God knows who is going to go to hell and who is going to be in paradise. Do you know that deep down in your heart, you know that if Jesus was to come today, you know where you will be. You know. It must be Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5. The Bible actually says that let us examine and test ourselves to see whether we are still in the faith. So now, here are the words of Jesus. I want to challenge you. I know many of you just caught them. You don't, don't know where these words are. He said, I tell you, God is going to grant to them justice quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will be found on earth that still have faith? When the Son of Man comes, how many will still be found holding on to this faith? So meaning it's very possible that some people would have given up. In the Gospels, we are taught only those who endure up to the end will be saved. God does not take away salvation from you, but you can take yourself away from salvation. It's very possible for you to be saved and you lose it along the way. Don't forget the four things that I've shared. We are living in the last days. If you do those four things, you are going to be on fire for God. Hallelujah. May God bless you. Thank you so much. You can, you can, God, it's fine. Now, what we are going to do quickly, we're just going to...